We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boys and girls, show of all ages. My name is Sean for W. Welcome to KFS Study Hall. That was Pepas. And I played Pepas because last year, if you know, I'm a big member of the Hoop Spaces community. Shout out to my man Hoop Spaces. And there was a Heat fan in there named Jay. And anytime the Heat would win a game, he will pull up to the Heat Space and he will play Pepas. And every time I played Pepas, I was like, you know what? I wish I had an opportunity to play that song. And here we are. Here we are. The vibes are up. The vibes are immaculate. I, my man Mensa's, I'm bringing my man Mensa to the stage. The vibes are, listen, listen, listen. All right, first of all, let's get some business out of the way. Um, actually, before we get the business out of the way, I'm waiting for Mensa to come out. I'm just ask how Mensa's doing. Mensa, how are you doing? Oh, the vibes are amazing. I'm doing great. I woke up this morning. Last night I said Buenos Noches, motherfuckers. This morning it was Buenos Dias. Sun was shining a little brighter today. I don't even know if the sun was shining by the time I got to work. But man, oh man, am I feeling good? How about you? Listen, man. Before you caught me while eating some popcorn. <laughs> no, not popcorn, some cheese puffs. But um, look, man. There are, if you know me, there are teams that I hate and there are teams that want me to hate them. We know who the teams that want me to hate them are. You know who they are. I'm not going to say any names, but one team plays in Georgia. One team plays 
in our city, but in another borough. And by the way, I'm going to go after this space. I'm going to go see to make sure that the rent was paid. <laughs> but there's two teams I hate. Two. Only two. Well, two and a half. The half of the Celtics. And not because of anything we've done on the court, but it's Boston. So it's F Boston off the rip. Mintz, I'm going to ask you to mute a little bit or stop typing in the background. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, the two teams I hate are the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. Because unlike teams like the Nets and the Hawks and whoever be piping up in my mentions, the Bulls and the Heat have actually have prevented me from getting the things that I wanted, that I had a realistic chance of having. They have things that I want. So those are the teams that I hate. So when we beat those teams, when we beat one of those two teams, especially the team we beat last night, I am going to revel in it. And I'm going to revel in it for two reasons. One, have you, have you realized that everybody hates losing to us? Everybody hates losing to us. You know, they lose to the Lakers. It's like, oh, well, it's the Lakers. It's the Brown. They lose to the Thunder. Oh, well, SG's a bad man. They lose to the Heat. Yo, Jimmy Butler's that dude. They lose to the Celtics. Oh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They lose to Orlando. Oh, well, you know, um, Kyle Barcaro, he's, he's him. He's next. They lose to us, and they lose their minds. And as a wise man once said, the secret power of being a Knicks fan is that everyone gets sick seeing you happy and you get joy from it. So that's number one. Number two, and I said this on the Casual Friday podcast. If you haven't checked that out after the show, go check out the Casual Friday pod. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't take your victory lap. Don't let anybody tell you you can't take your victory lap. I've been a fan of this team. This is my 31st, this is my 32nd season supporting the Knicks. 32 seasons. We have not had many of these moments. And when they and they, when they were moments, they were they were flashes in the pan. They were on teams that had no business being winning the game. They had team or they were teams where you know it wasn't going to be sustainable going forward. This is sustainable. This is sustainable, and I'm going to enjoy it. And please, fans of other teams, please take off your celebration police uniform and your badge, and turn it in. Let us cook. Because you know what? If you won eight games in a row, you'd be doing the exact same thing. Yeah, there's a fan base out there that's like going nuts. Whatever. I'm not going to talk about them. Um, let's talk about the game. Uh, I'll talk about the game. And then I'll go to Mensa to talk about the game. Um, and then, so we we actually do have a bit of a program here. So we're going to talk about the game. Um, but we also want to talk about the future. So... Because I think I feel confident saying that this is going to be a playoff team. So we can talk about who you want to play and who you don't want to play. Um, we're going to do a quick betting and sweating update, and then we'll get to everything. Um, listen, Miami played. I'm not even facetious. Miami played their best game yesterday because Miami. It's Miami. It is first to 105 wins, and they scored 118 points last night. 
Um, we took their best shot. Um, and, and listen, I'll say this. When Jalen Brunson got hurt, you could kind of see, and we said this on the playback yesterday, you could kind of see the air get taken out of their sails a bit. Like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Um, and it got really spooky really quick. Um, I see Jonathan Macri in the building. John has said all year, counting the amount of games that we would have that we won because we have Jalen Brunson. Last night was one of those games. Don't get it twisted because him coming back into the game gave us a lift, gave us a boost um, on top of the performance that he, uh, on top of the performance that he put up. But listen, man, Miami is, I'm, I'm looking at my own basketball reference right now. Miami averages 108 points per game. Do you know how many teams score on average less than 108 points per game? I'll give you a hint. It's less than one. They are dead last in the NBA in scoring at 108 points per game. And last night, they scored 120. Excuse me, not 118. They scored 120. Like, they're, 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 per, they're per 36 is terrible. They're per 100 is terrible. Um, their offensive rating, they are 26 in offensive rating um, at 111.1. So they are negative and the net rating is negative. So we got their best shot last night. So don't let anybody fool you and say that, oh, well, you know, because Jimmy is certain. No, you're on the court. You played. I don't want to hear it. Tyler Hero, 29 points last night. Jimmy Butler. 33 points last night. At one point, Jimmy Butler, at one point, Jimmy Butler was one for one with 10 points. One for one. Do you know how hard that, like, that is a testament to who Jimmy Butler is, and I give him props for that. Um, There's a lot of chat on the timeline about their officiating. Tyler Hero is crying on the timeline um, because of the out of bounds call, the the him stepping out of bounds where the replay showed it looked like he didn't step out of bounds. Listen, um, it's about damn time the Knicks are on the positive end of a call, okay? And I don't want to hear about calls because I don't want to hear about referees because Jimmy Butler took more free throws. No, Jimmy Butler hit more free throws than the Knicks attempted last night. And I'm going to double check this because he took he took 18. He made 18 free throws and the New York Knicks took 17. I do not want to hear people from other. I don't want to hear complaining about officials. I don't. I really, really don't. I don't. Mensa, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. You can share your thoughts about the game. And then while you do that, I'm gonna up, I'm gonna pull up the betting and sweating standings and update that. Then we'll give a quick betting and sweating update, and then we're gonna open up to the callers. We already have people in the queue. Um, if you want to share, if you have a thought you want to share, but you're unable to share it um, in the stage, right? Come on the stage. You can leave a comment in the chat. Shout out to the chat gang. The chat is in the lower right hand corner. There's a little, there's a little purple, uh, uh, oval with a chat bubble and a, and a number and a number in it. So you can leave your comment there and we will post it. For example, David Fuddy, Nick, shout out to Fuddy. 
Uh, shout out to all the West Coasters, um, especially the ones who I may get up at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to talk about the Knicks. Um, I will share this programming note going forward as as long as I have, as long as, if we can, Study Hall will not start before 2 o'clock for the rest of the 2 p.m. Eastern for the rest of the year. Uh, that's 11 a.m. Pacific. So by 11 a.m., you should have woken up, gotten your bacon, egg, and cheese, um, play with your kids, play with your wife, play with your husband, uh, and then say, all right, honey, I got to listen to Sean and Chris Procyon and talk about the Knicks for an hour, an hour and a half. And maybe they'll let me maybe they'll let me get a word in edgewise. So let's go to Mensa. Uh, share your thoughts on the game. And then we will do betting and sweating in the callers. Mensa, the floor is yours. All right. So I think that this game was honestly the the apex of the Knicks season so far. Um just the way they won that game last night. They took another team's best shot and absolutely fought back. Fought back. They never they never gave up. Jalen Brunson didn't have his best game. We still won. Julius Randle showed up in a way that we haven't seen him show up before in terms of hitting a game-winning jumper. Um, R.J. Barrett driving to the basket. Not his best game, but the R.J. Barrett experience as it has been for the 2022-2023 season. Not the greatest Quentin Grimes game, not the greatest uh, Mitchell Robinson game, not the greatest um, Josh Hart game, but Emmanuel quickly being who he has been all season, being the most consistent basketball player on the team so far, and I don't think that that is an overstatement. I think it's pretty easy to anybody who's been watching the games. He's never been the first best player on the court, but he is consistently the second best guy on the roster any given night. Um, and I think we have to show him a lot of love for that. He is by far the sixth man of the year, in my opinion. And if you have a different opinion, you need to go and study basketball. So you're in the right place at KFS Study Hall. Um, the way we won that game, we went up, we destroyed them in the first half. It was not a competition in the first half. We got up on them early. Jimmy Butler, once he came out of the game, the Miami Heat realized who they were. And that was a team that needs Jimmy Butler more than the Cleveland Cavaliers needed LeBron. It was bad. It was ugly. And they could not keep up with us. Jimmy Butler comes back in the game in the third quarter, and Miami turns the pressure on. We got to see Miami at their best last night, especially in that second half, the way Spolstra responds from the first to the second half, the way Jimmy Butler just is a madman and will not allow a team to beat him. Um just the way we what we took their best shot, they got up on us. I think late in the fourth quarter, they they finally took a lead, and then it was back and forth for a little bit before Julius Randle put them to bed. But the way this team fought, the way this team believes in themselves, like you have to be better than the Knicks in order to win. You there's, there's no longer a situation where a team will out want it. Not since Josh Hart has been a New York Knick. Teams can't want it more than us, and I just think that we did such a great job of fighting and competing and doing everything necessary to to take a team's best shot in their building, which is kind of our building. We, we rent it to the Miami um, because they have a decent team. But when that team is bad, that's, that's New York's building. And it's just been I – I just can't speak on how proud I am, especially of Julius Randle, who I tweeted this last night. But he took the All-NBA list, and he etched his name in stone. There is no way – anybody will be able to get away with not putting him on one of their three teams. He's been one of the 15 best players in basketball. He's meant so much to this Knicks team, especially to a franchise that has normally in New York, if you have a bad season, you get booed out of here. But recently, especially like I'm a Mets fan with Edwin Diaz, the way he played terribly. And then he came back and literally had trumpets 
playing every time he came out on the field. Like, we need to be playing our trumpets for Julius Randle. We need to be giving him his flowers. Not just that, but then for Emmanuel quickly to show up and be who he is. Like, we don't need to be firing on all cylinders to beat some really good teams. And I remember early in the season, there was this whole thing about, oh, the Knicks don't have quality wins. Like Sean likes to say, um, like, this is the BCS. Well, now we just beat Cleveland. We beat Miami. We beat Boston. Who are we supposed to be afraid of? I'm looking at the schedule, and right now we have 38 wins. I don't see why we can't get to 50. I don't, I don't see why that's so ludicrous anymore. A team that had an eight-game winning streak and a seven-game winning streak in the season. It's just – and then when you look at it like, yeah, Denver's going to be tough. There's some tough matchups on it, but why can't we win 12 games out of the next, I think, 17? There's no reason. And I think that right now the sky is absolutely the limit for these guys. I think they can win a playoff series. You guys heard me on the podcast. I said that I think that if we get Cleveland, we beat them in five. I stand by that. I stand ten toes on that. And I'll be putting money on that if we get them. Um, yeah, man, I'm just so proud of this team, the way we fought. And that last possession, I hated everything about that last possession. I hated that Jalen Brunson was trying to go quickly when we don't have a timeout. Don't try to get the first basket Take t- because you don't want to give Miami the ball for the final possession if it's like seven, eight seconds because then chances are Jimmy Butler's going to get fouled. I didn't like that. I didn't like the pass to, to Julius Randle. Allowing Julius Randle to catch the ball, what, 30 feet, 35 feet away from the basket? That's not good basketball. But it doesn't matter. Throw everything you know about basketball out of the window when it comes to these Knicks because they're rewriting it. They're rewriting their story every single day, and I couldn't be more proud. Well said, well said, well said. Um, listen, like you, like you, like the quality th- wins thing was funny because that that came from um, that came from uh, I like to call the MAGA Knicks Twitter or Nick Anon Twitter or negative Twitter or toxic Twitter, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it was just like people just kept. Sh- I expect teams and I expect other fans to look for other sticks to beat us with for the sticks that they, they beat us with doesn't exist. I really don't like it when it comes from our fan base, but you know what? Those people are mostly quiet now and that's fine because we're in, we are enjoying ourselves. We are absolutely enjoying ourselves and we'll continue to enjoy ourselves. All right. Um, let's get to, all right. I'm still computing that. I should have did this last night. So let me, so Mensa, filibuster for one minute and then we'll do betting and sorting and then we'll get to Kevin Danishevsky and then Robert Cross. Yeah, I just, I'm thinking about R.J. Barrett. I think he had did a, like a quick like media interview before the game in Miami and they were asking him about basically like how the team is feeling and I think it was really interesting that especially in a slump that R.J. Barrett was willing to speak with these guys and he was very clear that we don't really care about what the media says right now and no matter who, who has the hot hand or whatever, we just want to win above all else. And I, I wanted to take some time just to shout him out for that because that's huge. This is a kid in his fourth year who is slumping, and it's like every mistake that he makes is extrapolated, especially on Twitter. Anything R.J. Barrett does bad, 5,000 tweets will go out every single time. You know, and it's deserved at this point because he's not playing his best basketball, and some of the mistakes are just – like, they don't make sense. He knows he should be better than that. He should know better than that. And he's making these mistakes. But he knows that the team comes first. Contrasted to a guy that people wanted to trade him for, one OG Ananobi, and yes, I'm going to be petty here, who 
wants to leave the Toronto Raptors because he wants a bigger role. This is why it's important to, to trust development and to trust the personalities that you have in a room just as much as the talent. Because, yeah, what if R.J. Barrett was a malcontent? What would that do to this season? Would he be sinking the season right now because he's not playing his best and he doesn't? But obviously, he's a teammate first because he knows and everybody in that locker room knows that the wins matter more than the stats. And he said it very clearly. He was like, look, we go to the playoffs, we all get paid, everybody's happy. So we have to prioritize the wins. I think that's excellent. I think that's great. I think the mentality is there. And personally, as an R.J. Barrett fan, it gives me a ton of hope. I just wanted to shout him out because it's, again, not just because of it's an RJ thing, but it speaks to the mentality of this team. This team wants to win. They don't, it doesn't matter if Julius has the hot hand. It doesn't matter if Quick has the hot hand. It doesn't matter if RJ has the hot hand. It doesn't matter if Jalen Brunson has the hot hand. It doesn't matter if Mitchell Robinson's getting a double double or if he's getting four rebounds in a game. They are all locked in and they're all on the same page. And that's what you need in those big moments against big teams. Going down to Miami on a Friday night, everybody's watching. It wasn't on national television, but who cares? Everybody was watching that game who knows basketball because it was a huge Eastern Conference matchup, and the Eastern Conference is gigantic right now. It's way bigger than the Western Conference. You have the Kings in third place. Shout out to the Kings and everything. They're doing great. But, I mean, come on. What are we doing here? It's just this team wants to win. They want it more than anybody else. And every single night we go out there, we watch them play. They go out there, I should say. And it's evident because we're not losing for a lack of trying. Not anymore, at least. The Knicks have the number four offense in the NBA without a superstar. I just want you to think about how insane that would have sounded if I told you that a month ago, if I would have told you that before the season started. But that's where we are. That's reality for this basketball team. They're huge, and everybody is locked in, even the guys who are getting celebrated left, right, and center, like Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel Quickly, and, um, and Julius Randle, and even the guys who are not as, who's not doing as well comparative to expectations in an R.J. Barrett or in an Isaiah Hartenstein, who earlier in the season was even knowing, like, I'm letting the team down. He's not, he wasn't, I'm not playing to my expectations for myself, because I know I need to be better for the team, right? So I just, sorry. I just love the mentality I love where they're at, and Sean, I'll hand it over to you. No, well said. Thank you for the filibuster. Um, listen, if you told me a Tom Thibodeau coach team will be fourth in offensive rating in the NBA, I would have told you to shut what I like to call the fuck up. So, kudos, listen, I have been Tibbs' biggest, one of his biggest critics. You have to give credit where credit is due. And if you don't like that, and you'll, can we go? Really quickly before I get to Ben and Sweaty, can we please stop the, oh, it's because of Johnny Bryant? Listen, none of us know what Johnny Bryant does or doesn't do in terms of who his level of, uh, of responsibility and input onto what this team does. Obviously, he clearly contributes to what the team does. I had a joke the other day on Twitter where I, where, um, I said that uh, during the uh, – which game during the Nets game that he went up to Tibbs when we we're up 26. It was like, Hey Tom, I think it's time to pull the starters. Um, but let's not like, we don't have to big. We don't have to tear down someone else to big someone else up. If you like Johnny Bryant, that's cool. You don't have to say, Oh, everything that Johnny, everything that's good. This team is Johnny Bryant. You gotta be better than that. All right. Quick betting and sweating update. We had three games this week. For those who don't know what that is, myself, Mensa, XJ, 
and Andrew Claudio, GMAC, we pick a prop or a bet for every game and we post it. We're going to try to post those a half hour before the game so you can tell us because every one of us is in po- is, 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 is in the positive, is in the black this year. Um, against Boston this year, excuse me, against Boston this week on Monday, um, Andrew had Julius Randle over 24 and a half points. Unfortunately, that was a loss. I had Grant Williams over one and a half threes. That was a loss. Mensa had RJ over 23 and a half points, rebounds, assists. That was a loss. But XJ had Nick's money line. And I'll just save you the trouble. XJ all week has picked Nick's money line, and he has won, um, <clears throat> including against Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, we, we had a clean sweep against Brooklyn because Mensa had Mitch over nine and a half rebounds. Andrew had the Knicks giving seven and a half, and clearly they covered that spread. And I had the Knicks scoring over 115 and a half points. But clearly they went over that. And I made that bet after listening to the pregame pod that um, Andrew had with the gentleman from Nets Daily, whose name escapes me. If you're not listening to the pre-game pods, you should. They're really good. They really get good insight into what the other teams are doing and what the other teams think of us. And these are and not people who are and not Twitter trolls or NBA Twitter people. These are people who who follow the team or cover the team or ingrained in the team that will give nuance and reasonable takes. So you should check those podcasts out. Uh, they usually come out about noon on the day of a game. And then last night, uh, Mensa picked Mitch over nine and a half rebounds, which is a loss, unfortunately. Um, but that was the only one because our uh, Andrew had RJ over 14 and a half points, which that was a win. XJ again, Knicks money line. And I picked the Knicks to win the second quarter, which they did. So the standings are so basically, if you if you bet, if you were to put a hundred dollars on every bet that we made. And you only ran up XJ, if you only picked XJ's bets, you'd be up $1,186.32. If you went with all of my picks, you'd be up $528.82. If you went with solely Andrew's picks, you'd be up $304.33. And if you went with Mensa's picks, you'd be up $46.29. But guess what? We're not going to look down on that. Because you know why? If you are a gambler and you're up, you are winning. And if you had taken every single one of our picks and put $100 on them, you'd be up $2,065 this year. Now, I don't know if that's exactly true, because I don't know if we have picks that, like, went against each other. Like, if I picked one and they actually picked another, you know, it canceled each other out. The point is, if you're into gambling, and I'm not saying you should be into gambling, if you're into gambling, follow the KFS casual crew, hashtag KFSBS. All right. Enough of that. Let's get to the callers. And again, thank you for showing up here every single week, um, especially because we're moving around times. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. It's 11 a.m. It's 2 p.m. I want to give a shout out to Robert Cross for keeping us on our toes and saying, Sean, when the hell is the show? So thank you very much. Right, we're going to go in order. We're going to go first to Kevin Danishevsky, and then we're going to go to Robert Cross. Kevin Danishevsky, good afternoon on the East Coast. The floor is yours. Hey, what's up, Sean? I'm sorry. I got my, don't let my deci- I'm on a bus right now. So you're good. Um, you're good. Don't let, my, don't let my decibel level um, uh, distract from how. Can, can I ask you a question really quickly? Yeah. What's up? Are you on a city bus? Or I'm are on, you on a drink. I'm actually on an express bus. Okay, um, so you're MTA Express bus. Okay. MTA Express bus. Yeah, I'm oh. going. From, I'm actually going um, from my parents in Riverdale to um, the MoMA to meet up with a friend there. Okay, um, that's what's and, up. And just like uh, artists, 
um, I want to tell a story um, today. Um, I don't know if you've uh, checked the Knicks win total of late, but um, the Knicks have 38 wins. I don't know if you saw how many wins they had last season, but they had 37 wins last year. So um, I've been pretty loud about that in post games and um, in other in other venues. And um, I want to take this time to look back on last season. I had a take on Reddit that uh, got a decent amount of engagement after last year that if you looked at the totality long-term totality of last season and how we will ultimately view last season um it will there were a lot of successes and ultimately i think we will view where we what the points that we got from and think about it in 10 years as a successful season and something that i think back on is about a year ago the game at miami um, where uh, Tibbs finally played the young players quickly. Grimes, um, Sims, I think Hodge was still there. Deuce. Deuce all led a massive comeback, and that was one of those games where it was like they were down nineteen, and then and I was just like, "Look, cut it to ten, great. Um, I'll be happy." They cut it to ten. I'm like, "Okay, I'm happy." And then they cut it to five, and I'm like, "Well, if they well now you got to tie the game, right?" And they tie the game, and I'm like, "Look, like, it's whatever, whatever moment there there was at. It's like it would have been enough, and they did it, and they and they surpassed it, and they won the and they won that game, and it showed that, hey, maybe this thing about the young core being special, maybe this thing like, and not just like you know, we're not we're not overreacting to Henry Ellenson here, we're not overreacting to Alonzo Trier here." We're reacting. We're over. We're reacting to winning basketball players. We're reacting to guys like Emmanuel Quickly, who's going to win Sixth Man of the Year. I know Quentin Grimes did not have a very good game last night, but we're reacting to guys who are, who are going to be starters in the league for ten years. Um, we're reacting to guys like R.J. Barrett, who um, it's 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 funny. Like right now, my pinned tweet is like the one article I've written about the Knicks this year, and I'm very critical of R.J. Barrett in it. And I need to. It's the great motivation for me to write another article because my, I, I like because despite his recent struggles, I feel like my tone has really changed since the All Star break. He's played fantastic defense for the most part. I know he's had some moments on, but um, I meant to made a great point. Just his the, his buy, the 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 buy the mentality of buying into this team and what it is about is so huge from him, especially with it. It's you know I. I uh, recently, you got um, Je- I, the, there was the Claudia, the Jeremy and John did a, the Claudia Casino, and they pointed out that I think Jeremy said that Randall's usage would decrease a little and RJ's usage would increase, um, and it's been Randall's usage pretty much stayed the same, um, and RJ's usage has really taken a dip, and we've seen other situations in the league where uh, where guys are really unhappy about that. But RJ stayed the course despite everything, and there's something really to be to, to be said about that. Um, Julius Randle, what an incredible turnaround! Um, it's 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 the most special it's the most special sports uh, individual sports story, most unique individual sports story. Um, 
I can't think of anything like the up. The only thing that I can think of in New York sports that's similar to with like the peaks and valleys is a rod. And honestly, if you look at the career of a rod objectively, <laughs> those valleys weren't really valleys. Like, you know, hitting eight, hit, having an eight eighty OPS is not is not a valley. He, but whatever, like the the the, the, the A Rod stuff was more off off the field. Um, and then I guess Edwin Diaz, but Edwin Diaz didn't have the second dip. Edwin Diaz only had the first dip. Um, and uh, I just also want to make the point similar is that now we are eleven games over five hundred. We have not been eleven games over five hundred since the twenty twelve thirteen season. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a really uh, it's 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 exciting. I'm 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 su- I'm super ex- I'm super excited, obviously. And um, yeah, I, I I don't think I've been as excited as I am uh, about a next team ever. And you know, I've been I've been a fan for twenty years, so uh, I know not as long as some of you guys, but um, yeah, <laughs> can't say enough, really. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. So it's funny you said that you've been a fan of for 20 years. So that goes back to basically like 2002. 2002, 2003. I, so, my first game, Sean, mm-hmm. was um, my dad took me to a game. To, to, to a game. The Knicks were, I think, one in five at the, the time. Uh, the Knicks went up 13 on Baron Davis. That was the first year that the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans. And Baron Davis had a game-tying buzzer beater three. And then the and then the Hornets won in overtime. And since then, I I, I kind of fell in love with the game that that night. Um, and uh, yeah, and since since then I, since then I've been in love with been in love with the Knicks. Actually, funny funny fun fact about that year: the Knicks all the Knicks also had thirty seven wins that year too. So and and thirty seven wins in twenty thirteen fourteen. So thirty seven seems to be like a mark for this team. And the fact that we're past it, I think. Uh, means that this is a really good next season and something to to celebrate. Listen, you you see in the jumbotron the second tweet from one Robert Cross said, "There's a chance we can get hashtag fifty three wins." And you know what? There's a chance. There is absolutely a chance. I mean, it requires if I could do some math. Looks like we have 15 games left because we're 38 and 27. That means we've played 65 games. When we played 65 games, that means we have 65, 75, 12 games left. Maybe I can't. Maybe I can't do math. I don't know. But we can get. We can get there. We could absolutely get there. I'm doing math in my count. Yeah, with 65 games minus 82, with 17 games left. 17 games left. So to get to 53 wins, we'd have to 15 and two. <laughs> Listen, if we do, if we go, if this team, if this team goes 15 and two, the unsufferability will, oh my god, will be on on levels. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 
866-610-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and use code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool65 and code FilmSchool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Let's go to the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Robert Cross, checking it live from... Somewhere in is it? Well, I was gonna say sunny San Diego, but uh, Southern California has like rain and hail and snow, and it's never above like 60, um, which is crazy. But Robert Cross, how are you? The floor is yours. I'm good, Sean. I'm real good. And uh, I moved to Bend, Oregon, so it's not as sunny here, it's a little bit colder, but still have a nice view. I just want to uh, talk about 53 wins of it. It's not just a number. 
with the spirit. So <clears throat> got a little bit of a different vibe today, thinking about this theme. I'm a little bit older and obviously wiser than the previous speaker, Mr. Kevin Danishevsky. Um, I've been watching this game a long time, right? So going back to the early 80s. And For those who do not know, Robert Cross and Kevin Danishevsky love each other. So if you're listening on podcast, you have why I took a shot at him. That's just, it's a, it's, it's a bit. It's an inside joke. That's all. Continue. That's absolutely the truth. Um, I've been watching this team a really long time. And the weird, the weed here to me is special, right? Because that was unexpected. And, you know, and then the following year was kind of like, the moment didn't really last, right? Because last year was so hard. And I think for some of us watching it for quite a while, it was also disappointing because there's nothing better than the garden when the Knicks are good, right? So for you, I've been to the garden when the Knicks are good. And for those of us that were watching Ewing throughout his career when the Knicks had the rise in like 92, 93, 94, and 95, this beautiful season, right? So, after the Miami game, I kind of just stepped back and thinking about we're good again. Now, not only are we good again, we're positioned to be real good. Uh, this roster is balanced. We've got a dual-headed approach between Julius and Brunson. I think both of them are still getting better. The, the draft picks that we've made between Grimes, Mitch Robinson, even look at like McBride and Sims, they're drafting smart. We've got these picks lined up, stockpiled over the next few years. And we're going to go into the Boston Garden tomorrow. We're going to win that game. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to win that game. We're going to win that game mainly because John didn't take the next skill for now, just so I can try them. But all kidding aside, um, I think everybody should be thankful for where we're headed. This is a really special time. It's a special community. And I'm really looking forward to the garden to be rocking later this spring. I mean, I'll be there. I'm going to show up randomly one of those days. Um, yeah, so I actually heard that you're going to be at the garden and that KFS is going to cover your transportation. Um, if well, that's the case, um, please let me know so I can go to Andrew Claudio and figure out where I can get expensed. No, it's, it's really funny. I was like busting John. So I, one of the uh, post games in the last two or three games, I kept going on on the Eastern Conference Finals. And I believe it. I really believe we're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. And John was like, if we get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm going to fly you in there or whatever. But I got to find that clip. I got to get it to Andrew. I, I will be in New York this spring for sure. Uh, everyone should enjoy it. Enjoy where we're at. Because there's, there's no better place than a corner of 33rd and 7th when the games matter. And I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of games that are going to matter later this spring. Thank you, Sean. Oh, I just have a question. Yes. I don't, do you know how XJ is doing this morning? Because when I looked at XJ after Randall hit the shot, I don't, I don't know if he's is – he, is he okay? Is he breathing? Yeah, um, I think XJ, I think he's fine. Um, he he feels better now. 
But if you're watching the, for those who were not watching on playback um, last night, um, there was a time period down down the uh, down the stretch where XJ was just because XJ is a little like me. He's a he's a process over results guy. Um, so like there was a lot of no 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 yes last night. Um, and but he's good now. He's good now. So if you watch, and I'll find the tweet and, and I'll post it on here. I'll post it in the jumbotron. Just look at XJ's face when that uh when 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 that when that when when uh during that last possession. It's um, it's absolutely amazing. All right. Um. Uh. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Mensa, do, Mensa, anything you want to say? I saw you come off of you had come off of. Nah, me. man. I'm going. I'm just going along for the. The heater is coming. Coming. I am no longer betting. Oh, I decided this morning that I was going to bet like plus like straight money props. I'm going to start taking plus three hundred, plus five hundred, because if you're not in it to win it, then what are you in it to do? And I got about ten units to catch up on. Okay. Um. So I have a question here. Um. It's from a. Let me see if I read this name. Uh. Jonathan Macri. Uh, and he says, Sean, first time, long time. Are the Knicks undefeated since Robert Cross moved to the Pacific Northwest? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Robert Cross, when did you move to the Pacific Northwest? Moved back in uh, late January, so not undefeated. Late January. Uh, all right. So late January. All right. Well, guess what? The Knicks have, have a, they clearly have a winning record. You know what I'm, I'm going to say? I'm going to say for purposes of my sake that you moved there. On January 29th. And I'm going to say that because that is the day that I bet Emmanuel quickly to win six men of the year at 100 to one odds. And since then, the Knicks have lost one, two, three games. So, hey, Sean, take that. Can I, I riff on that a bit? I yes. I want to get, I want to get Mensa and your opinion on Emmanuel quickly. So, like, I mean, everyone's talking about him being sixth man of the year, and he's had this like subtle, steady rise. Are, are we sleeping on this man's ceiling? I mean, where is Emmanuel quickly going to be in two or three years? Because I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he, this he is a really good basketball player. I have always said that because I've always said that Tyrese Maxey is Emmanuel quickly with an opportunity. Now. I've also said that I wasn't sure that Emmanuel quickly could be the starting point guard of our team, that he's a combo guard. And I still believe that. But guess what? In his role as combo guard, he's kicking rear. And listen, he was not drafted for his defense. And he is one of the premier perimeter defenders in the NBA. And now he has his shots. So, but if he's hitting shots, I don't know if he's ever going to score 40 points in the game. I don't know if he's ever going to score. Well, I I know he's come close. He's, I think he scored 30. I'm going to look up his career high. Um, But it doesn't matter. Like, he's really, really good. And he's only 23 years old. So, he turns 24 on June 17th. So, listen, the sky is the the absolute limit for this kid. Uh, Mensa, your thoughts? Yeah, I think quickly next to a superstar is an absolute starter in the NBA. Uh, he's already a finisher, and that's is that he's in the final five of 
that is playing on really win pace streak and an eight game win streak and absolutely been a on defense you're talking a lot of types aren't the defender that Emmanuel quickly is that's the first thing Emmanuel's an excellent defender 6-3 with the 6-8 wingspan can take either guard position and straight up lock him down really important he navigates those screens and shout out to XJ for pointing that out on back last night if you got I think it's a great opportunity. Um, off anywhere near as leveled as this, and I may not always be speaking English on those things, but they're very fun, and I think that you would really have the best playback experience, whether it's with the casual crew, Macri and uh, Benji Ritholtz, anybody on those things. Like, trust me, it's 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 absolutely worth it. But back to Emmanuel quickly. Um, man, it, it really just depends on the opportunity. Like, if there's a situation where, say we trade um, R.J. Barrett, he goes out in a package, and you get – so let's say R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes go out for um, – just just throwing a name out here. This is not me speculating or anything. Just I just want to create a scenario here. So trade R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes and a couple picks for Jimmy Butler. You can absolutely – where – Emmanuel quickly is the starting two guard between Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brunson. And that would be a very, very, very high level New York Knicks because we've committed to R.J. Barrett for another four years. Quinn Grimes, we still want to see what's there with him. This is a very, it's kind of hard to quickly starting here. But I mean, guys around, start Emmanuel quickly. Mensa, you're breaking. You're breaking. You're breaking up. Mensa, you're breaking up. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Oh, go ahead. You there you go. Now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think. Um. Yeah. Just let me just bring it back. Some. If depending on the situation, and Nick's our situation where, um, the the two guys starting ahead of him, quite frankly, aren't as good. So. Yeah, Emmanuel quickly is a starter in this league, and I think he's a high-level starter. It just depends on the situation. Right now, he's getting 30.5 minutes a game. I think that's a great spot for him. As long as the Knicks pay him, and as long as he's playing 30-plus minutes a game, I think he'll be happy. But there is that that thought, like, hey, if we make a big move and we say that quickly is untouchable, and right now he is because you're not getting value for him back. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think he can play both ends of the floor at a high level. He's shown that to us. He's every advanced metric loves him. There's nothing you can't say anything bad about Emmanuel quickly. When that is a basketball player you're talking about, that's a high level starter in the NBA. No, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, hey, Sean, can I throw out a question? Um, so, with the recent job Morant news, I I'm just curious where you would have Darius Garland. RJ, Ja, and Zion rank in a redraft of that 2019 draft, and like think about like whether you would want the player on the team all right real quick and then we'll go to uh john um uh so you said rj garland why are we doing why are we doing this kevin why are we doing this it's been on my mind i i, I can't get it off my head right i'm now. still think, taking john i'm still taking say, john i think garland is sean, one. sean don't don't answer kevin right now we're supposed to have <laughs> Immaculate vibes and his this. That is, you know what? That is true. We have, we have this immaculate vibe show, and Kevin's like, "Hey, where would you take Curry in a RJ to redraft?" Like, you know what? I'm taking him number three. I'm still rock of RJ Barrett. Darius Garland can go to hell. 
John Morant can go to hell. Who's the other player you said? That player can go to hell too. They can all Zion. go to hell. Zion. Zion don't play. Sean. Can I? Point. That's my point. I think my I wanted my my point was that it was a great that it it, it it ends it ends up that we got a pretty good pick. Number three was a pretty damn good pick. I'm pretty happy with RJ Barrett. Thank you very much, Jonathan Macri, Dean of Knicks Film School. The floor is yours. I have yours. a request. I think Kevin. I'd like Kevin to go through his uh, top seventy-five uh, prospects from that from that draft again, <laughs> in, or, in order with, with qualifications as to why they ranked where they ranked. Where am I ranking Alonzo Trier? Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> t- two quick things. One, uh, thank you for doing these. Uh, I I wish I had a chance to listen more often, but I have a unique opportunity too so this has been great today um so maybe three things two um robert cross uh don't ever leave bend oregon you're relegated there uh, you can't even travel outside the state lines uh, until the next lose a game again um but to answer your question you know just like i don't know i think the question was quickly um so much of of uh Opportunity, you know, it really does come down to opportunity when you're at a certain skill level, and I think quickly has shown us that he he's at a certain skill level. I also think he he does um, greatly benefit from being able to play off of the gravity of at least one other, you know, a primary initiator when he's when he's on the floor, whether that be Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle. Um, but that's today in his third NBA season as a late first round pick. So the notion that there isn't more uh bloom on the rose here, um, I think is is silly. And like if we're talking about ceilings in two, three, four, five years, you know, I mean there's a league where guys like Jeff Teague have made the all star team. Um, you know, Fred Van Fleet, wonderful player, but like Fred Van Fleet made an all star team. D'Angelo Russell made an all star team. If we want to go back a little bit more old school, like Sam Cassell made an all star team. Um I'm sorry, but like I think quickly skill level is at least in the range of some of those other some of those other players. And the last thing I would say, and then I gotta go. Um, my my escape away from uh, two year old birthday responsibilities is almost over. But um, I, for the first time today, I found myself waking up and not worrying about like when is the streak gonna end or. Um, what are we going to, you know, what playoff seed are we going to be? And like, where uh, can we win a playoff series? Can we give up a, a, a contender a fight? All those sorts of things. And I just finally, for whatever reason today, I was able to just wake up and I'm just like living in the moment and enjoying in the here and the now what this team just did and what this. Did we just lose John? I think so. I think his littlest one stole the phone. It's, oh, th- oh, there, there you go. go. We lost you for about 15 seconds. Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying, like, I hope everybody is able to, like, enjoy the spirit of today and just, like, not worry about what's next. And, um, yeah. All right. On that note, keep killing it. I got to run. But um, you're the man. Everybody here is awesome. And I'll talk to you later. Thank you, John. And happy second birthday to your littlest daughter, whose name escapes me right now. Um, but um, happy birthday. And, and, and I don't have to tell you, they, they grow up very, very fast. I got a kid who I remember taking home from the hospital yesterday, and he's going to be seven in less than two weeks. So 
All right. All right. So we have a few minutes left. If anyone, if anyone has anything else they want to share, come up to the stage. Um, if it's about, if you're asking about um, where, if it's about RJ Barrett slander or redraft, I will boot you. Kevin is the only one that's allowed to ask about that stuff. Um, it was meant as a positive. <laughs> I, you, you know, I I feel you, but you know, delivery matters. So I, the set the setup is just as important. Like the I can't alley, convey excitement. I'm on a bus. <laughs> I, look, what do you mean you can't convey excitement? You're on a bus. You're a New Yorker. I gotta be quiet. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you, you you. No, you don't. You can. You don't have to yell. But you can. You can. You can. First of all, you're not on a bus anymore because that was I was very quiet in the background. I'm um, still on the bus. <laughs> uh, well, well, there you go. Um, oh, you're on an express bus. Okay, exactly. that, yeah, okay, exactly. that's different. Yes, that is different. Um, that's different. Uh, Mensa, who would you want to face in the first round of the playoffs, and who would you not want to face in the first round of the playoffs? And the only choices that you have are Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, and Cleveland, because as a wise man once said, we do not worry about teams behind us. So, who would you want to face and who would you not want to face? Easily Cleveland. There's nobody else that I want to face. Everybody, I mean, I've been very clear about that since, what, since Thursday. I've been very clear. Cleveland is the team that I want. I don't believe that they can play with us. I think they're too small. I think height matters. And our small guys are better on defense than their small guys. If we have to put Deuce in for 15 minutes in game three to secure a victory, we will do it. Um, Cleveland, 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 Cleveland. I want Cleveland. I'm not afraid of Cleveland. I think we beat them in five games. Um, other than that, give me um, give me Boston, then give me Milwaukee, and then give me Philly. I just don't like like I don't like a team that can get foul can get fouls called against us because I still have the PTSD of Game Six against Indiana in 2013. They shot 46 free throws to our 19. Um, I'll never forget that as long as I live. So I don't want to see Harden and I don't want to see Embiid at all because they're going to get our guys in foul trouble. So, yeah, in order, Cleveland, like, in a tear by themselves. And then there's a blank tear, then Boston, then Milwaukee, and then Philly from team I would prefer to play to team I don't want to see at all. So I'm with you on Cleveland for basketball reasons. I would want to play Cleveland. Um for non-basketball reasons, for narrative reasons and agenda reasons, I don't want to play Cleveland because I'm not ready for the Donovan Mitchell referendum series. And listen, if you think Stephen A. Smith and Art and Richard Jefferson are annoying this week, God help us if we play Cleveland and lose. Our mentions, everyone's mentions are going to be on fire. And I'm going to have to log out of this app for a while. Um, but for basketball reasons, give me Cleveland. And also basketball reasons give me Milwaukee. And I said this on the plate. I said this on the Casual Friday pod. Um, if you don't listen to the Casual Friday pod, um, I'm very disappointed in you. Um, our defensive scheme is a perfect fit for what Milwaukee, how Milwaukee operates offensively because they're not good at shooting threes. They're 15th. They were 26 in the league. Now they're up to 15, so they're middle of the pack. And all their best player wants to do is get to the rim. And our head coach will have his left arm chopped off before he de-prioritizes web protection. Um, Philly's interesting because those ticky tack calls that they get that they that Harden and now MB gets because Harden is a Harden's been teaching him the way. Um, he's Mr. Miyagi of the shit. Um, they tend to dry up in the playoffs. Um, 
And then there's always the annual uh, Joel Embiid playoff injury, whether it's by, whether it's something that's a freak accident, like you know him getting elbowed in the face. Although if they had taken care of business in Game Five, he would have gotten elbowed in the face in Game Six. Or if it's the I'm gonna flop, I'm gonna flop so hard, and I, I'm gonna flop so hard to try and get this call, not realizing that I'm 290 pounds and I can hurt myself. Um, so between that and the fouls drying up. Um, Philly would be interesting, and it would be funny if we destroyed the Philadelphia 76ers, and then that's what caused um, Joel Embiid to come up I-95 and ask out and join the New York Knicks, because who is uh, Joel Embiid's agency of record? C-A-A. All right. Let me read some of these. Uh, let me read some of these uh Chats that people have left. Shout out to the chat gang. Jonathan Macker says, I'm just here for the marble rye. You're hilarious. C.T. Pittman says, let's go. Hashtag New, New York forever. Shout out C.T. Pittman. You are a legend in your in your own right. Um, the boss, Robert Cross, says, the vibes, comma, are immaculate. Yes, they are. Shout out Ariel Suarez. He says, and he says in here. I don't know if maybe meant I'm here, but shout out to you as well. Um I uh, I have a tweet that says, you know, when you're enjoying a big win and other fan bases sliding your mentions and DMs being a celebration police. And then I have a clip from Bad Boys 2 when Martin Lawrence opens up the door, opens up the door to meet the young man Reggie, taking his daughter out, and he says, Who the are you? And you can fill in, and you can fill in the blank. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, uh, Alex. Alex says this Josh suspended and Brandon Clark's injury are going to hurt our draft position. They played Dallas three times in the next eight games. So you know it's funny, Alex. I don't know if you're still. Uh, let me see if you're still here. You are still here. So the funny thing is, well, last year they were very good without Ja. Um, now I will say that they're also. I think um, Stephen Adams is still out. And if he's still out, that matters because they've been they've been a little they've been a little shaky as of late. I'm actually pulling up their um their last ten games right now. They have uh let's see a loss, win, 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 loss, win, loss, win, win. So they're six and four of their last ten. Um <clears throat> listen, I will say this about Dallas. The problem with Dallas is that they can't stop a nosebleed. Um they have I believe two wins since they have two wins since both since the Kyrie trade and KD and Kyrie and Luca both played because there was a game where one of them sat. Well, there's a game where one of them sat out. Um, so I don't think it, I, obviously you want Ja, but listen, they lost to Indiana. They lost to the they blew a 27 point lead to the Lakers. They lost to the Nuggets. They lost to the Timberwolves. They lost to Sacramento. Like. I don't. I think I, I. I'll say this. I think the. I think the. I think the dreams of that pick falling in like eleven, which is like the ultimate dream. I don't know if that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. But as long as that pick is, and right now that pick is. Let's see now. Where is Dallas? Dallas is here. So right now, oh, that pick is definitely, oh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. All right. So right now, that pick is 18th. But that a three-game losing streak, and they could literally drop 
they can literally get to like 11. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Reverend Claudio's Knicks praise team. I will tell a secret. I actually thought this was actually Pastor Claudio for a second, but I was told that it's not. He has a he has a graphic that says "Let go and let Tibbs." Yes, we have to give Tibbs his props. Johan Peters, and I don't know what this means. Maybe someone can help me explain this to me. He says the number the quote unquote number one guy debate needs an upgrade. Take the ball away from Jalen and Drew. You take away what they do. Well, I mean, yes. If they don't have the ball in their hand, um, they're not going to be as great. But you can't force, and that's the and see, and that's the biggest difference between this joint last year. You could say, um, "All right, we're going to take away Julius, and then dare other people to beat us," and it was it, it got shaky sometimes. But you can't you can't take away Ju- you can't prevent Julius and. Um, and Jalen from having the ball. Even if you have somebody like Drew Holiday or Jante Murray or one of these people with these with these uh great defensive abilities or reputation of great defensive abilities. Um and even then Jalen Brunson, the first time he played them, he struggled a little bit. The second time he played them, cooked them. Um you can't take away both of them. And because you can't take away both of them both of them, like and that's why I say we don't win without they that we don't win that game yesterday without Jalen Brunson because Simply having Jalen Brunson on the floor just makes just makes Julius's life so much easier, and especially when he has twenty five points and eight assists. But you can't you can't take that away. You know what's hilarious? Julius Randle last night was a plus one, which means he was a negative until he hit, he was a negative two until he hit that three. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll go to Sage. And if we don't have any callers, we'll wrap it up here. But let's go to Sage. Excuse me. Sage, uh, long time. Haven't spoke in spaces. Hope you're doing well. How are you? The floor is yours. I'm doing wonderful, man. Just doing homework like a poor person, working hard every day, enjoying uh, this, this next run. Uh, I'm in the firm belief that this win was very important because this is what you call a good team win. Uh, this team having Jimmy Butler shoot more free throw attempts than the entire Knicks squad was uh, indicative of like how most uh, superstar t- uh, teams kind of you know outshine and outgrind play uh, to other teams uh, in any type of matchup. Right? Um, if you see a superstar player out you know free throw attempt all these other guys uh, a whole team they kind of those are games you're supposed to lose right like generally this is like you look at like the way how this game was refereed the way how uh jimmy butler was getting these superstar calls we were supposed to lose this game um and obviously when you saw down the stretch when we i know i all the oxygen left my lungs when when i saw tyler hero steal the ball and and make that layup but, you know, again, we, we watched the playback with the Knicks Film st- uh, Study Hall uh, and Knicks Film School, and it was just kind of like, oh, man, we, we were supposed to lose that game, and we were able to gut out that win, and that's, like, very indicative of, like, how cohesive this team has gotten in this past year. And I think that that bodes well with them going forward. Uh, I'm not jumping out the window, uh, you know, saying this team is is our our contenders, but we certainly are not pretenders when it comes when it comes down to it um, in that regards because we're going to grind out wins. And like you said earlier, Sean, the fact that uh, 
a lot of teams, you know, their game plan was to zone against us and take away the ball away from Julius Randle. And teams can no longer do that anymore. We have uh, our threats are becoming legitimate threats in every sense of the word as far as where we get scoring from. But our defense and get and the ability to get extra possessions, you know, with with Josh Hart and Mitchell Robinson able to get these offensive rebounds, like I said, it, it this isn't like uh, some flash in the pan kind of situation. This is this this potentially could be something special. So you know you 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 know quote me on this. You know if anybody want to quote me on this, this could be something special, uh, regardless of what the outcome is at the at the at the end of this season. No, you're right, um, Sage. And listen, let people quote you. Like no one no one out here shoots. No one out here is batting a thousand, right? So. I, this this is special, and 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 it feels special because it's sustain. It feels sustainable, like it's not like like I said it earlier um, on a Casual Friday pod. The difference between this team and the 2013 team is that I never knew, I never thought the 2013 team was sustainable because we're depending on um, Jason Kidd, Rasheed Wallace, Kenny Martin. Marcus Canby, there was a lot of older guys. Tyson Chandler wasn't that old, but a little bit up there. Like, you know, those older guys. Um, whereas Julius Randle's our oldest player, and he's in the rotation. He's 28 years old. He's 28 years old. He's the oldest guy in the rotation. So um, this feels this feels this feels different. This feels absolutely different. Um, two things. Um, and then we will, yeah, two quick things. Uh, first, about Josh Hart. I did want to get to this yesterday. Um, and oh, Mensa isn't here anymore, but I know he agreed with me. Josh Hart did not have a really good game, especially in the second half. Um, I was actually shocked. We were calling for, because RJ went to the bench, and we were like, why do you take out, like, because, wait, okay, I'm going too fast. RJ was in and he took out RJ for quickly. And I didn't, we didn't like that at the time. So we said, you want someone that's going to at least go downhill because, you know, to stop the bleeding. And hey, listen, RJ, for all his faults and issues, that that kid gets to the rim as well as anybody in the league. And we kind of needed that. Um, so I was happy to see Tibbs recognize after a few minutes, call the time. He had called a timeout and he put RJ back in the game. So that was quick. That was clutch. Um, second, and to a point that Sage had made, uh, if you look at the second tweet on Jumbotrons from Doug B, I saw this earlier. He said, my boy just said the Knicks lose that game 499 out of five times out of 500, and I've watched all 499 times, and I think that's a perfect way of explaining it. That is the truth. We have seen this. We have seen the Knicks lose this game 100 thousand times against our rivals against not our rivals hell i remember last year when if alec burks hits one free throw at least at the bare minimum we're going to overtime and he misses and cam johnson comes out and shoots a three to win the game and i'll say this if you if if you were harassed by a not by a fan that's not a Suns fan about that shot last year and they're in your mentions telling you to calm down or saying things like you're acting like you're celebrating like you want a championship. I listen, I'll say this. I have Hawks fan TV in my DM saying you celebrated that championship like you won game seven of, of the NBA finals. And you and my response to him was, and 
get the fuck out my get the fuck out my mentions, B. Thank you. Um, now one more thing. So Johan Peters replied, and Johan, thank you for your um, thank you for your comments. I appreciate it. He says you can't just get any star. Need a specific player of Randall. I agree with you a hundred percent. I will say this: the the star player we acquire, there's a very very good chance that Julius goes out in that deal for a number of reasons. One could be salary because he's not the highest paid, but you need you're going to need a big salary, and the two biggest salaries on this roster for next next season will be him and Brunson and. As Andrew Clodio says all the time, the and he said it to John Carl, John Carlo. Oh, where's John Carl? I should have had him on the show. Um, Jalen Brunson's godfather is the president of basketball operations, so he's not getting traded. Um, now, let's say there's a world where we're able to we're able to keep Randall and acquire the superstar. You're right. You need like you need a certain type of fit. So, for example, not that, and I don't think this guy's a superstar, but whenever I hear about we should have got DeMar DeRozan, I was always saying, like, how DeMar DeRozan and Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett going to fit together? And if you want to be that guy and say, well, R.J. Barrett's getting traded, ha, ha, ha. One, F you. Two, you, these guys would rather operate in the paint. Obviously, Jews has no problem putting up threes. He's 10th. He, he was going to the All-Star break. He was 10th in the league and made threes. He's probably back up there now because he's been on a heater. Um, but yes, you do need a particular type of superstar. Now, certain stars I don't think matters. For example, if we were to get Nicole Jokic, not saying we're going to do that, that, would, that wouldn't be a problem, right? But if it's a guy like Embiid, it may be a little different because Embiid. I don't want Embiid on the wing. I want Embiid in the. I want Embiid in the post, and 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 we know that Julius operates either behind the arc or in the paint for the most part. If you look at the shot chart this year, um, so if it's a guy like Jalen Brown, maybe that's a better fit. I don't know. Then again, I don't know if Jalen Brown's a superstar. Some people think he can be if his own team. I'm not exactly sure, um, but yeah, you're right. Fit matters, and many times we have seen teams prioritize like I've never been a proponent of the, some people that say like you know you just trade for the star and you figure it out later sometimes it works <clears throat> sometimes it doesn't ask the 2021-22 Los Angeles Lakers who acquired Russell Westbrook who who basically threw every threw out, throughout everything that helped them win the title in the bubble to bring in Westbrook with the star power and it didn't work right so you are absolutely right there all right, that is all I have for today. I would like to thank everyone. I'd like to thank um, Kevin Danishevsky. I'd like to thank Robert Cross, Jonathan Macri, and Sage for coming up and sharing their thoughts. I'd like to thank those in the audience, including Jeff J, David Futternick, Ferg, AG, Alex, CT Pittman, Kirk, Ben, Marcus, um, Sivothago, because I can't I could not pronounce MMCHT. Uh, the Bronx Bomber, Bernard, Mark, um, everybody, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with me and to talk Knicks basketball again. So um, some programming notes. Uh, so obviously Knicks play tomorrow. Uh, so check out John on the YouTube post on the YouTube post game show. 
Um, then obviously we'll have him and Jeremy will be back either Monday or Tuesday. I'm, I'm going to assume Monday with their pot with their pods. Um, we have casual Friday pod comes out on Friday. Um, we have a second pod of a guest that comes out on Wednesdays or on, yes, on Wednesdays, usually depending on the, depending on the next schedule, check out the pregame show pods with Andrew Claudio and someone from the other team. They're really, really good. And they're really, really insightful. Um, and then playback. Um, we like like last night. We were watching that game together on playback. The casuals, uh, XJ, Mensa, and myself, along with Andrew. And if you and now to, to watch on playback, you have to be a patron. If you're not a patron and you like Nick's Film School, sign up. It is uh, you can get in at seven dollars a month. Uh, I think you get in a tier lower than that, but at the seven dollar tier, you get an extra podcast. Um, that's for pages only, and you have access to our Discord. You actually you have you get access to all John's newsletters, and you get access to the playbacks. Um, usually, now we're on two playbacks a week. It's either one with John and John Jeremy and Andrew and Benji and crew and the other of the casuals. Although there will be some mixing and matching coming up, you know, for the rest of the rest of the regular season and for the playoffs. Playoffs. Yes, I said it. Playoffs. So for everyone at Knicks Film School, including Chris Persianen, who's not here because he's cheering on his Fordham Rams, go Rams as a Bronx resident. I want to see the Rams succeed. This is their best season in 32 years. Hopefully they can go on a run and make the tournament. Um, so for those for the fine gentlemen um, and ladies and everybody at Nick's Film School, I am Sean with a W. Thank you very much. Have a good one. And here's a little um, outgoing music for you that I think that you'll like. We are the New York Knicks. 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 Say go New York, go New York, go. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.